Hey, listeners, Nadege August here. I have a quick request before we dive into this following conversation. See, a study recently revealed that male podcasters do their ask at the top of their show, while women, the female podcasters, wait until the end and almost apologize for asking for support. Well, I am ripping a page from the boys' club and am taking notes. I now am going to do my ask at the top of the show. And the ask is simple. Hit that subscribe button right now. Give me a rating, a five-star rating preferably, and share. Share the podcast on social media. Tell your friends about it. You can email, message. There are so many easy ways through iTunes or any other form of platform that you use to listen to the podcast. I am an independently produced podcast. I am a one-person show. Except I pay an editor because I'm just not technical uh, to add music and to clean up any background noises that may prove to be distracting. I am also leaning towards becoming a listener-supported podcast. And as such, there is a link that will allow you to support me, support the podcast financially, monetarily, for as little as 99 cents a month. I also would love to hear from you. Please email me at whatthefockery at gmail.com. want to hear your insights, thoughts, comments, any ideas you may have about topics you'd like me to explore, anyone you'd like to me to have on, or if you'd like to come on, let me know. With every contribution, I will give you a shout out on air at the beginning of whatever episode you happen to contribute for and, and read your name, always with your permission, of course. And now, on with the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, listeners. Before we get started, just wanted to remind you that you should go to on our Instagram feed to look at our guests, comment, subscribe, share, relate, release, be, don't be, do, rest, don't rest, run, hide. I don't care. I'm just happy you're listening. So you might wonder what the deal is these days with this podcast. The fact is, Although I am still interested in exploring non-normative lifestyles and cultures, I have been on this kick of finding better ways of living, of managing our lives, of uh, healing, for lack of a better terms, of sharing. And I keep coming across some outstanding folks, one of whom is a guest today. Her name is Sophie Michelle Mialco. She is from Paris, France, not Paris, Texas. Um, she once said yes to marrying someone she had only talked to on the phone a few times. And she doesn't shy away from strong emotions, clearly, whether it's defending budgets during vendor negotiations, training entrepreneurs on leadership and innovations in Europe, parts of Africa, and the U.S. She now 
coaches, leaders, and high performers, of which I hope I can be, um, and is with us today to share a set of strategies she uses in her program called Active Rest and No More Hustling. If I had the rights to the song, Every Day I'm Hustling, Hustling, I would do that, but I don't have the rights to it, so I will not play Every Day I'm Hustling. What the fuckery is active rest and no more hustling? We're about to find out. I'm Nadej August, as you may have guessed by now. And if this is your first time, thank you and welcome. And here's what you can expect. What the Fockery is a podcast about the things that make us go, what a WTF is that? Uh, it's about the things we hear about, but don't know enough about. A series of conversations dedicated to hearing firsthand from the very people whose lifestyles, truth, concepts we struggle with understandings, the very things we should know about but are afraid to discuss. Our subjects and topic may or not be mainstream, but our guests and sometimes experts are in it living their truth, whether we accept them or not. And if in that process, we manage to bring clarity to you, dear listener, inspire you to take a step forward in your life, contacting whomever or the subjects or researching more, then thank you for being curious, willing, and open. And in that vein, I am introducing the lovely Sophie Michel Mialko. <laughs> I'm loving having you here. Hi. Hi, Nadej. It's so good to be here. I love your introduction. You are so alive. I love it. <laughs> I'm awake and ready. So hang on a second. Or am I to understand, just based on your title, that if I'm resting actively, I don't have to hustle? Pretty much. No. Exactly. Come on. <laughs> Come on. No pain, no gain. What are you saying? Actually, that's not completely true, and it's not completely untrue. Okay. Care to expand? Well, I, what, what you would have to define pain, right? So pain can just be getting out of your comfort zone. For some people, that's pain. For me, that's fun to get out of my comfort zone. Like, I love getting out of my comfort zone. But for some other people, that's like, no, I just want to be comfortable, right? So that would be pain for them. And I would agree in that case, if they're not willing to take that pain, they probably are not going to gain anything. That's so interesting. Yeah. Because for me, well... I make a joke about no pain, no gain, but it does feel like if I'm not muscling through, if I'm not working hard and like mm, struggling, mm -hmm. then I'm not putting in the work. I, I thought the same thing for a long time. And then I looked at every time I got something in my life that was amazing, I was not working hard. I was actually watching TV, I was resting, I was playing, but I was not working hard. So I realized, wait a second, that working hard thing is actually more to make us feel good and justify some behaviors, but it is not about getting what it is that you want. 
Hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm perplexed. I'm more of a, <laughs> I, I am a concrete type of pragmatic person. Yes. So give me some examples. Okay. An example of you sitting, watching television yes. and boom, magic I, took place. Absolutely. Right out of college. Um, I was, I remember I, I had to look for a job, right? Okay. Hang on. Interesting fact about Miss Sophie. So you migrated from France to the Correct. United States to go to USC cinema school Correct. because you heard something about Steven Spielberg. Listen to the audacity <laughs> of this one. She had the audacity to think, go ahead. You need to well, finish this. Sentence. I heard that Steven Spielberg did not get into USC film school. So I said, I'm going to get into that school. In your face, Steven. <laughs> Sophie and I got did. in. I know, and you did, clearly. Totally did. So now you get out of school and you're like, oh no, I need a J-O-B. I need a J-O-B. And I had, I had done some work, but not much. Um, I was watching Oprah, actually. I was in my living room, three o'clock, I think it was a Monday or Tuesday afternoon. I was watching Oprah. The phone rings at the time. We, I still had phones with landlines. The phone rings and it's my friend, Michael, who says, hey, I got you a job interview with this producer who's looking for somebody who speaks French. Great. Awesome. I was like, I'll meet him. And it turned out to be an amazing opportunity. I always loved musicals. This man got me to produce two musicals. I What were they? Do you remember the names? Uh, yeah. So the, the first musical we produced was in Las Vegas and it was called Notre Dame de Paris at the Paris Las Vegas. We also produced a lot of musical events. So we, uh, we created the Hollywood Bowl Hall of Fame with the opening gala. So we produced the opening gala a few years in a row. Then from there, I went, oh, first of all, Notre Dame de Paris was written by my favorite uh, songwriter of all time. So Who? I got to meet one of my heroes. Jacques Brel? No, his name is Luc Plamondon. <laughs> <laughs> but it was phenomenal. And then from there, I got to bring another musical to America. It didn't come to the US, but it was called The Ten Commandments. And it went to Canada. So I, it really started, it just started with me watching TV and my friend calling me, hey, I got you an interview with this guy. Okay, so very interesting. Here's an opportunity for me to understand because yes. I'm hearing a lot about energy and putting stuff out there and, you know, downloading and getting messages from God or, who, or whatever yeah. you believe in. So were you at all f sitting there thinking about music how you'd want to be in that environment? Not at or all. Or were you thinking, I need a job. What am I going to do with my life? No. When the phone call happened, I really was, I'm, I have no clue what I'm going to do. And I'm just going to sit and watch this because I have no clue what I'm going to do. So it was completely not, um, there was no forced thoughts. There mm -hmm. was no focused thoughts. It was... I don't even even remember what like what Oprah was saying, uh, what it, it was happening on television. I just know it was in this completely open space. So there was nothing in my head that was focused and nothing in my head was like, I need to make this happen. Nothing like that. It was just like, I. it was an act of faith in a way because I was trusting that something was going to happen. So I did not have to make it happen. And I, I realized at the time it was not intentional, but now I would probably, if I was in a space where I needed something to happen, I would actually not try to make it happen 
and just trust that it will happen. I see. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is good. All right. So we finished this musical career. Yes. <laughs> At which point do you say yes to marriage? Soon oh. after or while you're doing music? No, at the time I was living in New York City working for Rolex. So I was completely different. Although I I want I still wanted to stay in entertainment, so I this at that time I became a stunt comedian. <laughs> and um yeah, a stunt comedian? A stand up Oh, stand up. Stand up uh -huh. comedian. Uh -huh. Yes. So I I was actually hustling to find a husband. So I was I was telling everybody out there, and you need to set me up with somebody. You need to set me up with somebody. I just kept asking people, set me up, set me up, set me up. And this woman who was annoyed a little bit with me just said, oh, to our friend, she said, why don't you just set her up with your brother who did not live in New York City at the time. He lived in North Carolina. But this woman was annoyed with you? Just annoyed well, with your just, constant, wanted, like, I want to go yeah. out with somebody? She just wanted to get rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> and... um yeah, and our friend introduced me to his brother, and, and I remember speaking to to his brother for uh, maybe a few, uh, maybe a week, two weeks, something like that, and for hours and hours on hand. We didn't really, no, we saw pictures of each other. We knew what we looked like, but we had not met There was person. no internet at the time, no email? There was email, but oh. not, like, there was no Facebook, nothing like that. So just emails. How did you get pictures? Course. The brother showed it to you no, and you we, mailed we yours? We mailed pictures to each other. Like yeah. mail, snail mail? Snail mail. OMG. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma snail mail. <laughs> okay, so you, you get pictures of each other. Yeah. Yeah. And? And, and we just talked and and he's like one point eight. Yeah. So when we get married, we should have this. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. We should. And we had not met at that time. And then we, we met, I think, a couple of weeks later. <laughs> and, and we got engaged pretty quickly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So Okay, so is this another example of active rest, kind of? Because it sounds like you were actually putting it out there quite aggressively. Yeah, so that one, uh, and just to let you know, I'm di I divorced that man. And After though, how many years? Well, we were together maybe 10 years. That's a decent so, run. Yeah, yeah. And we have two beautiful children, and I don't regret it. But there was definitely... I could say like I, I forced things a little bit on that one. Like I forced the happening, meeting somebody. I forced, I wouldn't say I forced him to marry me. Like he wanted that, but. You, I, you had active thoughts I that you absolutely wanted thoughts. to be married. Yeah. Why did you want to be married? If I may ask. Oh, I, I love being married. I love being in a relationship. I love um, having a partner in life. So, so yeah. you knew you wanted that. Yeah. Would absolutely. you marry again now? Absolutely. Oh, good. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So, um, uh, can, may I borrow your pen? I gotta, I gotta write something. No, no, no. I have to write. So Nadej, tell people to set you up wherever you go. Hey, listeners, <laughs> set me up. And she's beautiful Aww. if you haven't seen her or met oh, thank her. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ah. See, I get so uncomfortable when I get compliments, but that's okay. No, receive it. Beautiful, receive it. I'm receiving. <laughs> I'm actively receiving. Exactly. Okay. So, so far I've got two examples. One of a love life. Yes. One in the career corner. Yes. Now, we're going to bring the topic of ka-ching-ching. -ching, yes. Also known as business. Also yes. known as survival. Also oh. known as this little green thing oh, called... Oh, that's my favorite. L'argent. I love the it. The dollars. The pesos. So, Okay. Career-wise, yes. what happens financially okay. Well, as you actively rest? Yeah. 
I remember um, I had started, a, I was working for a university and I had started a side business, which actually is how you and I met, where it was a healing business. And I was really bored in my day-to-day job. It just was not appealing to me. What were you doing? I was that an was administrator so in a university. Mm-hmm. And great people, but I just, I was bored. So I said, okay, I'm just going to quit. And this was the first time I had ever quit a job without a good reason for quitting. <laughs> So, I would say boredom is a darn good reason, if you ask me. Today. But Today, yes. At the yes. time, it was, you know, children in the house, oh, all of that. That's not, right. You had the little idea. ones. So I, I said to myself, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit, and I'm going to give myself like a month, a month and a half to see if I can make this work. It's not a lot of time for a business, but that's pretty much the time for my myself. And I remember having in mind, I'm going to, you know, make all these videos. I'm going to write all these articles and this and that. And I remember I was doing nothing. Like I just was walking the dog or reading books or looking at Facebook, but really not doing much. And this woman had been, had wanted me to come do classes in her area. She lived in Salt Lake City. And, and she said, well, you're not working. So now you can come. So we booked a time. And within a month, she she got all the people to come and take the class and all of that. And I was making three times the amount of money that I was making when I was working at the university with the business within five weeks, basically. And that was so. Just, just to clarify, yeah. this class you were taking was I was, it a, I was teaching the class. So oh, she, she invited you to she teach invited me the to class. Teach it. Oh, and it was based on that healing modality Correct. that you were doing. Okay. Yes. Exactly. And she brought all the people. I hadn't, I did nothing. I just said I was coming. I mean, you know, we did like one, you know, radio, like kind of radio interview type of thing. And that was it. To promote it. But the rest, people just flocked in. Exactly. And I really, truly felt like the more I was not worrying about it, the more I was, the less I was trying to do anything about it. And the more people were attracted by it. Mm. And it was fascinating. It was awesome. And it it was one of my favorite classes because I was so relaxed about it. So Well, were you partly relaxed because the woman handled all of the yeah. um the stuff and all you yeah. did was show up as a speaker? Pretty much. Got it. Exactly. No, it was really, really great. Um <laughs> it, it was and, and it kept going. So what I noticed is everybody kept looking at me as I was a big creator. I was a big producer of things because they saw a lot of what I was doing on social media. Hang on a second. Yeah. I love that you use the word creator. Okay. Most people use the word manifestation. Is that the same concept no, or no? What I mean by that is they... They thought I was doing a lot for my business. So, oh, okay. So you've had your videos, you're traveling, yeah. you're speaking. Yeah. Okay, sure. You are creating a lot of yeah, work. But I was actually, I didn't feel like I was. In fact, I kept thinking I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. Like that's what, that was the in the back of my head. I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. And the more I was doing things like social media posts and things like that, the less people were interested in what I was offering the less I was doing things, the more people were asking me to come to them and, and do classes. and So all hang that. on, you're saying the more you posted like 
hi, I'm a, you know, YouTube or whatever, not so much response. Yeah. But if you didn't do that, people knocked. Yeah. So I, I did not, I would not, not do anything, but I would do less, right? So I would do like one video instead of a video a day for two weeks. I, see. I would make, you know, maybe write a little article and post the article and that was it. And then it was fascinating. People would call me and email me. And this is how somebody in France said, I need you to come to France and teach classes in France. And I did not want to go to France. I left France for a good reason. And I had no desire to go do classes yeah, in France. Yeah, and now you're there all the time. I and remember reaching out to you a few times. You're like, yeah. oh, no, I'm, on, you know, I'm traveling, Yeah, which is fantastic. It, it was amazing. And I, had, I didn't have to do anything. Well, I have seen some of your videos participated in some of your calls. And what I love, well, for me, because I'm partial, of course, the ability that you do it both in French and in English, yeah. and I can do either. And I think yeah. that was, that's actually my connection to you is the fact that I can slip in, out, in and out of English if I'm at loss for a word and, and you get what I'm saying. I can Absolutely. just, so that's kind of cool. So, hey, listener, if you're in that same situation, <laughs> Sophie's your gal. <laughs> yeah. So let's now jump specifically to sure. this the set of strategies under your program, it is a program, right? It's, it's more like a coaching program. Yeah. And it's one-on-one or do it's you do one on one. one-on-one and it's titled Active Rest and No More Hustling. Tell me about that. How does that work? Well, I, I'm going to give you the root of it. So a few months ago, I went back to church and they kept talking about Sabbath, and they kept talking about resting and the seventh day and you need to rest and you need to rest. Hang on a second. When yeah. you say you went back to church, did you start life as a, in a I church? Was, and I was then raised you Catholic. Okay. Yeah. I was raised Catholic, but had not been in church for maybe 20, 25 years, something like that. I and see. definitely did not want to have to do anything with church or religion. A friend of mine invited me to church and he was such a happy person. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to go check it out. Right. And he actually was somebody who rested a lot. And I thought he was resting too much. Like he just laid around or yeah, what? Oh. exactly. Hmm. Spent hours in his room writing on his journal all the time. So I was like, how is he going to? But he had a good life. I mean, he had everything that he was asking for, he was getting it. So I really looked into that. And I actually started doing the Sabbath myself. And one day a week, I just will not do anything for anybody else but me or God, right? So that's the way I live Sabbath is I just rest. I relax and rest and spend time with my own feelings and emotions. And, and of course, I have children, so I have to feed the kids. You have to include them. <laughs> but outside of that, that's it. Like, that's the only, uh, the only thing I will do for others. So now does the Sabbath have to be on a day dictated by church or it's no, you choose the day? I choose it. Absolutely. So it's your personal Sabbath. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Interesting. Completely. And what I noticed is I was a much happier person. I suddenly became relaxed. My I have a child who has ADHD, so often in the evenings she, you know, it's it's challenging because we have to do homework and all of that and she won't and and so it can be tensed and I I used to raise my voice at her a lot not anymore I started being so much more kind and and gentle with her 
And I realized that that rest was something I actually really needed to be, to resource, to be myself again. And in business, it brought me better ideas. It brought me better communication with potential clients, um, the willingness to do things that I had not been willing to do before, like going to networking events, which for a long time I refused to do because I was just not into it. And now I was like, oh, it would be actually fun to go and meet people and discover people. I'm like, I never said that before. So I just became a better person because I was resting and I was taking care of myself. And I know there's a lot of self-care talk right now. And to me, rest was very, very much part of self-care. Yes, it is, isn't it? And then what happened is the things that I had not healed completely started showing up. So I, I had, you know, with my ex-husband, things happened toward the end of our marriage that I had never healed. Like I have a great relationship with my ex-husband, but I never healed the emotional stuff. Mm. And that started showing up. And other things like that. So it I started asked, the feelings, the emotions started yeah, showing up. Okay. Yeah. So I would project on other men the things that I had never healed with him, right? Oh. And I, I mean, I, I definitely believe in counseling, but I also know the way that my brain works is not great for counseling. So I knew counseling was not going to work. So when I was asking myself, can I use rest for this as well? And what I did is at night. I, I would ask, for me, it would be God, but I would ask, here's the things that I need to heal. And I would just voice them out. So use my voice and say, this is what I need to heal. Close my eyes. Like I would take something very specific. Comme like, quoi? Like what? Uh, see, I went into French. Comme quoi? <laughs> um, like trust, like something. Or like, um, if this person is not returning my text, it's not, it doesn't mean they don't like me anymore. Because I, I used to do that. I would be like, why aren't you responding? Uh, Sophie, you texted me two hours ago. Like, that's how much I was, I was not, I was in demand. I was demanding. So I would, at night, I would say, okay, God, I want to no longer feel like somebody does not love me because they don't text back. And I would go to sleep. And the next day, I would feel fine. I would feel good, rested. And then if somebody did not text me back, I would be fine. It was healed. And I realized that it's kind of like setting an intention before you sleep, but knowing that it's going to be taken care of. Like you resting, when you're resting, there is still something happening. Like you're not dead. True. Right? So there's still something happening. So before you go to sleep, if you can say, this is what I would like to have worked out by the time I wake up, it will get worked out. So moral of the story, you should go to sleep and not pass out like I often do. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I often just Maybe before you lay in bed. <laughs> set my intentions before way before. <laughs> okay. Wow. All right. So now you've taken all of this personal experience. And it's important to note that, you know, Sophie, I, I respect that you've made some changes in your approach in life yeah. and how what you offer for services now and how you help others. Mm -hmm. But there, I am sure that all of your life experiences, yes. all the tools you've gathered, you've amassed at least in the last, what, 20 years at least? Yes, 10, at least. okay? They are 
they've served you and they are oh, serving yeah. you probably yeah. in this new venture. Absolutely. And so you've just taken a personal experience, a personal yes. way that you've healed your own life or still ongoing because yeah. it's ongoing, isn't it? Um, the act of rest part. And you found a way to translate, marry that with all that you know. So who would come to you? Give me an example of someone who wants to come to you and says. Yeah, people who consider themselves so busy, they don't have time. Like I often hear people say, I just don't have any time. I just don't have the time to do the things I want to do, all of that. So those are the people that are perfect to work with me. Because a lot of times, <laughs> it's just a, uh, we just need to look at things differently. It's just a paradigm shift on how they're looking at things, and then using rest. Um, can I can I make a, a parenthesis? Because all the time. Okay, so I also want to give another example. A few months ago, I started a workout routine called the Perfect Workout, and it's uh, two times a week for twenty minutes. It's heavy, a heavy weights lifting and they force you to take a 72 hour recovery time between sessions so you can work out between the two sessions and the reason is that when you work out you push you push your to your threshold so you go as far as you can go so you're pushing the resistance that your muscle has and then you need those 72 hours to actually grow the muscle if you don't have the 72 hours and you work out before that, the muscle will not have the chance to grow and expand. So there is a scientific reason for resting as well, which is that if you want to grow as a person or even in your body, you need that recovery time. You need that rest period. What a terrific analogy. And I have to say, I am now sold on the concept. I always have what I like to call a sacred Sunday. Yeah. And it's my day. It's the one day a week where I technically don't have work obligations and I may or may not choose to be with friends. Yeah. And it's, but now that you've said that, it's about me. Like I truly want to be conscious about resting. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And wow. Okay. I just, I just got inspired. And I'll see. I'll let you know how that works out for me. Um, yeah. like my listeners who want to, uh, set me up. <laughs> I love it. Set her up. Set her up. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So your 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 high performance people. Yeah. They say they don't have time. They don't have time, or they they are focused too much in one area, and they would like more balance. They would like to in, have maybe more time with their family, or for sports, or whatever it is that they want more time uh, for. But they're so focused on this whether it's business or research or whatever it is and they need help in shifting things around so active rest is great because it gives you such perspective for that and and also i have people go through a vision process so we go over your whole your whole life for 12 categories of your life and we define and look at what it is that you want for each category hang on my life should have 12 categories. <laughs> yeah, there, there's, there are 12 categories. At maybe least, that's the problem. More. I only seem to have four, maybe yeah. five. Okay, I'm going to have to ask you, what are some of these 12 categories? Oh okay. There's, so your health and fitness. Okay. Got that. Emotions. Mm. Intellect. Okay. Social life. Uh -huh. Spiritual life. 
finance, uh-huh. career, quality of life, and I'm missing four. Um, love life too? No. no. Oh, romantic. Yeah, romantic. Thank you. Romantic. Um, I I can go get my book because it's okay. It's <laughs> okay. I, I, I put you on the heart. spot, but eight. I mean, I I nine. Yeah, it's nine. <laughs> nine now. Yeah, three more to go. But no, it's it's fascinating. Or I guess relationships with people, family, maybe that's a category. Or no, does that fall under romantic? Yeah, that social life. So the social life is whether you include your family or not. That's up to you. <laughs> but yeah, and, and and a lot of times, like for instance, for me, I'm. I love learning things, but I always thought I was wasting my time because it was You're reading not too much, making mm-hmm. me money, or it was not, you know, I was not taking time away from the kids, all of that. And then I was like, oh, wait a second. If I don't actually use this brain a little bit, eventually it will, it will die. Like it will yeah. be atrophied. Yeah, you're so atrophied. I, it's very important for me to continue learning. So every month I have a focus on what I'm going to learn this month. And it makes me feel such a better person. I'm so much more well, well-rounded. It's awesome. Yeah, you're an interesting conversationalist too, as a result, <laughs> I imagine. Yeah. Well, Sophie, I, I feel like I've covered just about everything that I need to cover with you. Uh, how can I know how to get a hold of you? But how would, how would a listener find you? Sophie Michelle Mihalko. Sounds very exotic. (laughs) I will have this beautiful name uh, listed on the show notes as well, listeners, so you don't have to pull over to write it down. Yeah. And on that website, they get all the. Yes, there is all kinds of information. Very soon, actually, there will be a freebie over there about active rest so in a, give me a few days and i will it will be on there maybe by the time this is posted it will be on there uh so that way if people are more interested about active rest they will get something out of it and i'm available for coaching or even just a conversation i love meeting people so and i'm also a speaker so if you want me to come and speak about emotional intelligence or... At an event somewhere. At an event somewhere. Right now, one of my topics is going from shame to fame. So how to use all these things that you're ashamed about and make them what's, what's amazing about you. Um, ah, I love talking shame about to that. fame. Shame you know what's so fame. nice? Because I I, um, I once heard, and I, I think I want to say I thought this, but it's possible that I didn't, that like your mess... Yeah. Your shame. Yeah. Is actually. Yes. Your message. Absolutely. Completely. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. yeah. So I, I speak about that. So if you have a, an organization that you want me to come speak at, I'm oh, excited to come do that. That sounds lovely. Perhaps at my bachelorette party, yeah. I will have you. <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> I'm kind I of half it. joking. What has gotten into me? What is my obsession now with this? thing i don't know maybe it's your story like wait that you say yes to someone proposes to you over the phone i'm like ah that's a fuckery i can get into that makes for a great story (laughs) and on that note listeners we want to say bye thank you for listening um and thank you sophie for joining me today thank you very much nadesh for having me and being such an awesome interviewer oh wow okay thank you today is a good day what can i say i get to rest and not hustle All in one day. Bye. Au revoir. Au revoir.